Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. to unify the country, that we are no longer red states or blue states, we are the United States. The same party that spent the last four years calling conservatives racists, Nazis, white supremacists, fascists, xenophobes, and pieces of hot human garbage who deserve to die of COVID are now suddenly all about unity and coming together. So yeah, here's the thing, no. Okay, that's interesting. That's uh, Brittany Hughes from the Media Research Center, and that's a very conservative, um, obviously, uh, activist group. And does she have a point? And I'm going to start off, I think, asking a pretty big question is, can we, should we unify, as uh, Joe Biden is asking everybody to do? I've got a couple of perspectives on that. Uh, We're going to play a little bit more from Brittany Hughes here in a couple minutes. Uh, my name is Mike Ferguson, and once again, I'm in for Ryan Recker. Great to be back on KMOX. And the number here, phone lines going to be open uh, all night long, 436-7900 or 800-925-1120. So before I get to uh, the other sound clips from that commentary that Brittany Hughes made, I guess that's the question that I'm going to pose out there. So from a conservative's perspective, they're tracking right with what she had to say. And there's actually some pretty good points in there. But for those of you who are on the left around the country, hmm, is that fair? Or is it a matter of, hey, you know, it it appears that you all lost the election. They're still sorting out the, the votes and the lawsuits and all that kind of stuff. But it looks that way. And so if somebody says, like Brittany Hughes says, no, we're not going to unify Well, now what? Whose fault is it? Uh, Because she is right that the name calling and the attacks, which has now become, unfortunately, regularly physical attacks around the country, does make it pretty hard for some people to say, yeah, I'm I'm going to I'm going to unify the elections over and uh, we're all going to be, you know, one big country instead of ideological opponents or or even enemies now. And I hate to say that. So we'll get to that in just a moment here. Um, also still ahead today oh, or tonight, I should say, um, you know what? What are the COVID crackdowns and restrictions like in your neck of the woods? You just heard the news report on what's happening in Illinois and and obviously what's happening here in St. Louis. But uh, and I am going to give you some updates. And I know that that are are those who are listening in Illinois and all around the St. Louis area has some pretty strong thoughts one way or the other. There's not a whole lot of, oh, you know, whatever. I'm kind of in the middle. You're either angry Uh, over these restrictions, or you're angry that people are pushing back against them. So I'm going to kind of run down what J.B. Pritzker is putting into place in Illinois, and also the restrictions that started today, particularly in St. Louis County. I'm one of those who's not real happy about it, um, but I want to know what you think of them. How are they in your city? You know, wherever you are in the country, 
What are the crackdowns in your city and how seriously do you actually take the rules? Because I'm telling you right now, I'm not taking the rules very seriously where I'm living. Uh, I, I know exactly what the order from the county executive says. I just plan to ignore it. So we'll have that conversation as well. Uh, also, uh, remember uh, not too long ago, tragically, St. Louis uh, police officer uh, Tamaris Bohannon shot and killed in the line of duty. Well, in his honor, there is a food drive that's happening uh, in St. Louis. Uh, it started, uh, started well, I guess it started today. And uh, the St. Louis Citizens Academy uh, has teamed up with the St. Louis Area Food Bank to collect donations in honor of Officer Bohannon. And he was killed. It was just back in August that he was killed. So food collection bins are set up around the St. Louis area uh, for one week. Uh, they're going to be up until November 21st. And if you want more details on that or you want to find the donation bin nearest you, and I hope that you do, look up FBISTLCAAA.org. So that's FBI St. Louis Citizens Academy Alumni Association. That's what that stands for. FBISTLCAAA.org. O-R-G, and you'll be able to find one of those bins and hopefully make a donation. So it's a great way to remember Officer Bohannon. Just wanted to kind of throw that out there. All right. Uh, the number, like I said here, phone lines are now open. I'm just going to start off with them open here. 436-7900 or 800-925-1120. And so here's the question. Are you ready to heal? If you are a Democrat, if you're a liberal, are you ready to reach over and shake hands? Well, you know, social distancing, whatever, but you know what I mean. Figuratively, shake hands or give a hug to the conservatives or to the Republicans. Uh, conservatives, Republicans, same question. Uh, Joe Biden is saying that he wants to unify and heal the country again. Is that even possible at this point? Yeah, let's let's start with one of the segments of that commentary again from the Media Resource Center. Hear her out and uh, tell me what you think about this. Once again, this is Brittany Hughes. Just hours after the media declared him the winner of the 2020 election, because apparently that's how CNN thinks elections work, Joe Biden stood at a podium and waxed poetic about mending fences, saying he wants to come together and unify Americans driven apart by Donald Trump. That as a nation, we need to heal. Which is really funny because about five minutes ago, we were a bunch of Nazi bigots who hate black people and want to kill immigrants and enslave women, and who all deserve to die from COVID because we love money more than people or something. I've spent the last half a decade being called a white supremacist and a racist who wants poor people to die without health care. These people have revealed themselves for the racist that they are. Trump's base includes bigots and racists. Some of his supporters are from far right wing groups or they're from conspiracy theory groups deemed a threat by the FBI. If you are a person who doesn't identify as racist, but a person being racist isn't a deal breaker for you in terms of them voting, that you're just a racist who hasn't come to terms with it yet. Half of Trump supporters are racist. Is racist bigoted base? It's white privilege, it's white nationalism, it's anger, it's rage, it's insult. If you voted for Donald Trump, you tolerated a certain level of racism. Oh, but now I'm supposed to believe that the same party that called me that is all about unity. Now I've got more from Brittany Hughes still ahead. Let's go ahead and go to the phone lines. We've got uh, Mark. I think, Mark, you're going to start off now. Mark, are you coming at this from uh, more of the right or more of the left? You're on Camo X. Well, actually, I'm an independent. But mm -hmm. um, I would say absolutely not. They 
set out to impeach Trump from day one. They obstructed him on everything. And um, quite frankly, I think Joe Biden has dementia, and I, I think uh, Kamala Harris will be the uh, president within some uh, short time period. Yeah, the interesting thing is you said they've been uh, looking to impeaching from day one, but they actually said they were going to start that before he was even sworn in. So actually prior to, to day one. And yeah, Joe Biden's uh, been a little more coherent the last week or two. But I got to tell you, Mark, I agree. It really looks like he's been having about a year and a half long stroke uh, over the past, uh, you know, past, you know, campaign several months. Uh, so interesting. Okay, so and by the way, I want to hear from you whether you're conservative or liberal or somewhere else. And really appreciate the call, Mark. Uh, give me a call. And once again, I know we got to catch a real quick break here, and then I want to go right back to the phone lines. And I have another uh, part of that commentary from Brittany Hughes. Uh, the number here, of course, is four three six seventy nine hundred or eight hundred nine two five eleven twenty. I'm Mike Ferguson in for Ryan Recker. Are we ready to heal? Are you ready to heal, unify, make nice with the other side of the uh, political aisle? That's all still ahead, plus your phone calls right here on Overnight America. Get home fast and informed. Total Information PM starts weekdays at 4 on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX and KMOX.com. Yeah, I thought this was going to get a lot of interest because it's it's a big question. Joe Biden says, I've won. I'm the president-elect. I mean, technically he's not, but it does appear that he's won the election. And no, I'm not trying to start a big debate on whether or not it's settled. I completely understand it's not settled. But uh, the mantra, so to speak, that uh, Joe Biden has been saying is, okay, we've slugged it out during the campaign. Uh, the campaign is over. It's time to heal. It's time to unify as a country. Well, Ronald Reagan could do that back in 1980 and uh, in 1984. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know that we've got that. We're at that point in our country right now. My name is Mike Ferguson. I'm in for Ryan Record tonight here on KMOX. And so uh, we're going to go right to the phone lines here. And once again, you want to give us your thoughts on this, and I hope you do. 436 7900 800-925-1120. I've got another uh, clip from Brittany Hughes's uh, commentary. And then still uh, ahead in just a little bit, um, I've got an interview coming. We're going to hear from uh, Hannah Cox. And she's got an interesting uh, article out regarding polarization and working together. And she sees it a little bit differently than Brittany Hughes. So I'm trying to get a lot of different perspectives. But the most important, of course, is yours. Let's go to Dave up next on line two. Dave, uh, you're on the air. What do you think? Well, first of all, I am an independent, but I'm very conservative. And as far as the puppet uh, saying, oh, now it's time to heal and hold hands and all sing kumbaya together. No, Republicans have a right to go after the puppet and blister his little rear end. And uh, because the Democrats and the puppet are being controlled now by Black Lives Matter Antifa. And there's a great way to stop Antifa and Black Lives Matter, and one shot will never have to be shot. The Republicans stop giving money to all these uh, welfare hand handout programs that help the low-income, the blacks, the low-income whites, and this all go away because once they lose their dinner ticket, 
they'll realize that, you know what, America doesn't give a flying rippy hippy do about Black Lives Matter and Tifa. And I hope and I hope and I hope that everybody will blister the puppet for four years, just like they blistered Donald Trump. Yeah, I got to tell you, I think that uh, Joe Biden's going to have a much easier time than Donald Trump did. I mean, have you seen the press conferences with uh, with uh, Joe Biden so far the last week? Man, it's it's almost a love fest. Well, yeah, because guess what? They're still they're asking him softball questions. It's like, well, gee, Mr. Puppet, uh, how did you change your underwear and how did you change your socks today? You know, you, you know this. You know this country is going down the tubes real quick, and uh, the only thing that I can hope and pray for is that the Republicans keep control of the Senate. We've got the Supreme Court, and there's a number of red states that are going to fight him tooth and nail on everything that he tries to do. Him and Kamala. All right, Dave, appreciate the uh, phone call. Uh, it's, uh, let me see here, it is, uh, once again, 436-7900 or 800-925-1120. Uh, Dave's absolutely right about the, those runoff races in Georgia for the U.S. Senate. The stakes could not be higher on those. If the Republicans get one, okay, you've got a pretty good balance. If they get both of those seats, which is highly possible, uh, then they keep Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's administration in check. And they force everybody to come to the table on that. Okay, let me go back. And then before I go back to the uh, phone lines here, I played the, that uh, clip from Brittany Hughes. And it's really thought-provoking, I think, whether you agree or you disagree. So here's what I want to get your reaction to. This is another part of her commentary. And I did condense it a little bit for time. But you get the uh, you get the impression of what she's saying. What do you think about this? Let me make this abundantly clear, and I don't much care if it rains on Joe's little kumbaya party. You cannot have unity with someone who has already made up their mind to hate you for everything you stand for. A person who believes they have the right to the fruits of their own labor cannot have unity with someone who wants to take it from them and give it to someone who hasn't earned it. A person who wants to keep their firearms cannot have unity with someone who wants to strip them of their ability to defend themselves. And a person who simply wants to be left alone to live their own life the way they want cannot have unity with someone who automatically labels them a racist Nazi bigot for not kowtowing to the socialist agenda. You cannot have unity with someone who hates you on principle, who detests your values and your faith and your family and your worldview, and who thinks you shouldn't even exist. And that has been made crystal clear over the last four years that that is exactly what the left thinks of us. The left does not want unity. They want submission. So you can add me to whatever list you want because you're not getting it from me. And I know there's a lot of people on the right who uh, think that way. And I'm, I mean, I'm on the right. I'm somewhere between conservative and libertarian in my particular uh, views as well. Uh, but I do think one thing that Brittany Hughes said a couple times actually is is true, whether you agree with her perspective or not is that we have gotten to where we don't just disagree, we hate. Uh, you know, that's why there's a there's a, a march and a, a rally to support Donald Trump. Thousands and thousands of people show up in Washington, D.C., and Black Lives Matter and Antifa uh, show up and fists are thrown, people are getting knocked out, uh, and and we've that's become normal over the past years. And, and that's what's so, so uh, I don't know, terrifying to me is that that's becoming normal. Not that there weren't some people on the right throwing a few fists, but 
you know, based on uh, all the news coverage, even even the mainstream news coverage, it was Antifa that was attacking. I mean, it was it was the hard left that was doing that. All right, let's go to uh, Stuart next. Uh, hey, Stuart, thanks for hanging on. You are on Overnight America. Hey, thanks, Mike. Thanks for taking my call. Nice, uh, nice to hear you. It's the first time I've heard you. So, no, oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm glad. I hope, I hope, I hope I just kind of keep the seat warm for Ryan. <laughs> so I wanted to uh, kind of pick up where you were talking about how United States being uh, divided, and um, I, I find that very interesting. That all of a sudden the big hot topic is America's divided. America's divided, uh, and there's two sides. Well, of course there's two sides. There's always been two sides to every issue in the United States. And I don't, I don't think that that necessarily says that we're divided in a way. Uh, it just means there's always two sides and you see it right now, the vote count popular vote was very close. So I think, mm-hmm. I think that can be a healthy thing. I'm, I'm not too crazy about saying it's, Oh, it's so negative that, uh, you know, that, I mean, and it's funny the people that saying that we're divided are on the left and the people on the right were just saying, we don't like that guy. So it, it's it's kind of interesting to me that, you know, it's always been this way. It's it's um, We've always had healthy debates here and there. And I think the only people being talking about the hate and really hating people are the are the really loud people. And most of the liberals that I know, I mean, they don't talk that way uh, and, and they don't act that way. So it's it's and I'm 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 considered on the right. I would I'm considering myself a conservative. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know anybody like that personally. You know, there might be people in protests. There might sure. be people uh, looting and things out there or whatever the case may be. But, you know, that's it's still a very small portion of the population of the United States. So I'm, I'm just not I mean, every time we see something that's divisive, of course, it makes big news. It's it's all over the media or whatever the case may be. And, um, you know, us normal people, we just kind of have to debate about it all the time. So I'm not sure that the country is just that divided. It's just we have these hot topics so often lately and um, that it kind of gives that impression. Okay. Hey, Stuart, appreciate the, appreciate that call. Yeah, I, I actually uh, was talking uh, to a friend of mine a couple years ago, and somebody was afraid of, uh, you know, the Republicans having one house and Democrats having another and, you know, the pre, you know the president being in whatever party. And uh, they said, we're going to get gridlock. We're going to get gridlock. And my thought was gridlock. Man, you hear the word gridlock. I hear the words damage control. I don't have a problem with gridlock. All right. I think we can sneak in one more call here before we get to the break. And then we're going to hear from uh, Hannah Cox, who's got a little bit of a different perspective than uh, than Hannah, than, uh, excuse me, Brittany Hughes does. I think I think this interview is going to be interesting. So we'll, we'll get to that in a few minutes here. But let's go to Pam here. Hey, Pam, thanks for calling in. You are on Camo X. Yes. Hi. Um, I think that, um, you know, <laughs> seems like every time I turn on this sh- or I get in my car and I turn on this show, I'm just disheartened by what the callers are saying. Now, just your previous caller, he was a little bit more, um, I think, probably in the middle, which is probably where a lot of us stand. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, your previous two callers, I mean, both of them um, mispronounced the vi- vice president-elect's name. I think that that's disheartening. Uh, I think it shows a disrespect for what this country has voted for. And I think that there's, you know, I think like your previous caller, there's a lot of us that are probably somewhere in the middle, maybe, um, or, you know, we don't 
we, we actually really understand conservative views. We also really understand the liberal views. And I think we just, a lot of us just want a president that's a decent human being. I know your one caller said he's a puppet. And to me, what a puppet means and what I think that, I, I mean, I don't understand how in two weeks or however long you can say something like that about somebody, except that they're just a nice human being. Why a nice human being isn't just a good person or isn't just, a, you know, and why that's a puppet. And I think the last four years, we've just seen nothing but rants and hate being spoken, um, you know, that where the lines of Republican versus, you know, Democrat or liberal versus conservative has all gone away. I mean, you know, um, and it's it's just been masked by just unkindness. Uh, so anyway, I think this country does need to heal just from having someone that kind of speaks at least genuinely and, to not, you know, in a nice way. I think that is the healing. Um, and I don't think that we're probably as a country all that far apart on that. Okay. Well, Pam, I appreciate that perspective. I, I really do. And and just ahead here, I do have a different one. I'm going to be joined by uh, Hannah Cox. Uh, you can uh, read a lot of her writing on um, Washington Examiner, and uh, she's also does a lot of work on Newsmax and Fox News, but uh, she doesn't have as hardcore of a position as Brittany Hughes does. So I think this is going to be interesting. Uh, we'll talk to her just ahead. I'm Mike Ferguson in for Ryan Recker on Camo X. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's a Billikens Tuesday. Roby across the timeline, six, five, Mike. took a bump, got it to Crawford, three, two, get it up there, Mike, the runner. Yes. It's good. You're home for Billikens basketball this season, debuting November 25th on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. You know, we've always had political and cultural and religious disagreements in America. That's really nothing new. Um, we have had turmoil and violence happen from time to time. It's ugly. It hasn't happened often when you look at the entire history of the country, but it has happened enough that it's not unheard of. But is something different and, and maybe more destructive about what we're experiencing right now? I'm Mike Ferguson, joined now by Hannah Cox. Uh, she's a contributor to the Washington Examiner. You've also uh, seen her on Newsmax and Fox News and and the host of the new podcast, Based. And uh, congratulations on the new podcast, Hannah, and thanks for the time today. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me. You had a good column. That I thought it was really good food for thought, given all of the just kind of extreme polarization that's happening. And it's called There's Only One Way to Stop Polarization, from tearing America apart, uh, you point out pretty early in there that there are surveys of Americans as opposed to political polls, which turned out to not be very <laughs> close. But the surveys that are done kind of culturally speaking says a lot of us are really extreme in our disagreements. Talk about what they what those have found. 
Yeah, well, we're seeing that there's a lot of fear right now among Americans across both sides of the political spectrum. People think that there could be a civil war, and they're not saying that hyperbolically. They genuinely believe that. I've been in South Carolina throughout a lot of COVID, and ammunition is sold out everywhere. People are stockpiling. They're genuinely afraid that things are going to come to blow in this country, and that's really dangerous no matter where you fall in the political spectrum. We need to have a system of democracy where we can agree to disagree on things and where we can find compromise and where we can really try to come together to get things done. We're not always going to agree, of course, but it shouldn't be a system where we're at each other's throats, where we have real animosity towards other people who disagree with us. Um, I think another survey that I quoted in that article actually found that a significant amount of people would actually fire somebody if they voted for the presidential candidate opposite of the one they selected. That's that's terrifying to me. And, and I think if you really start thinking about what's driving that, it does come down to the fact that our government has gotten too big. The federal government was never meant to be this big. The presidency was never meant to hold this much power. And at this point, you know, someone's vote does have the power to drastically impact and change your life. And when somebody's vote wields that much power, when our political system controls that much of someone's day-to-day life, there is going to be animosity at that point. Yeah, Hannah, we've often, or or at least when I was growing up, we tried to separate out politics from culture and politics from religion. And uh, what you're describing really says that the the tendency towards not just big government, but big government in the Washington, D.C. level is kind of transcending all of that. And there may be somebody who says, no, 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 politics is politics. You know, the other problems are just cultural. But I think you make a strong case that it does overlap. I think absolutely it overlaps. And, and, and significantly, as you know, the years go by, we see government becoming more and more involved in the culture, right? It's not just that you can separate them out and let one go about one way and culture can address other things. We really see this overlapping where government is not only growing too big in size and how much money it spends and the ways that we traditionally meant when we said big government. It's growing in the sense that it now impacts a lot of different aspects of someone's life. It does encroach upon religion. It does encroach upon family structures. It does encroach upon the way people treat each other and what they believe. And so it it really is something that we can no longer just turn a blind eye towards. I often hear people say, well, I don't like to be political or I don't like to discuss politics. But I do think that's a bit of a privileged thing to say. You know, I think at this point you have to recognize that politics does really impact people's lives and to some extent, some people's lives more than others. And and that's not healthy. That's not what our system was created to do. Um, So certainly, you know, we've seen the federal government get too big, but I think more importantly, we've allowed government to get involved in our lives in too many aspects. And both sides are guilty of that. You know, when you see people on the right trying to use the government to set social policy and tell people who they can marry and who they can adopt and and really get involved in these very intimate family details. And then you see people on the left telling, um, you know, people that they have to learn certain things in their schools and they have to, you know, go through certain hopes to get a job. All of those are things that really do hurt people long term. And so it it does breed a a real polarization and and make people hate each other. You mentioned Social bubbles. What do you mean when you talk about social bubbles and how does that play into this? Well, this is something that has fascinated me for a very long time. I became aware of it a few years ago, really. Um, and it's that Americans don't really know people who are different than them. You know, we live in the most diverse country the world has ever known. 
And yet we are isolated. It is so unlikely that people know someone who is of a different ethnicity or different race, of a different religion, even of a different socioeconomic class. Um, I'm somebody who does work in politics. I work in communities. I tend to have a wider circle than most. But I recognized even I was guilty of this a few years ago. Someone asked me, we were playing a trip to Europe and they said, do you have a passport? And I said, yes, of course I have a passport. Who doesn't have a passport? Right. Yeah. Well, a lot of people don't have a passport. I think uh, over 70 percent of Americans don't have a passport. And so we just don't tend to actually really know and be in close relationships with people who are different than us. And what that leads to is first and foremost, a lack of empathy that we have for other people and for their situations, a lack of understanding of where other people are coming from, what their point of view is. And I think it allows us to really fall into this dangerous thing of stereotyping people, making assumptions about where they're coming from, um, responding to sort of straw man arguments. You know, what I often find is when I sit down and talk with people across the political spectrum, I can actually find quite a bit in common with them. We might at times have different solutions for addressing those problems. But even then, I tend to get Republicans and Democrats and Libertarians to work with me in a lot of the policy issues I work on at the state level. We're not as divided as it feels like we are. It's that we don't know each other and we're not listening to each other. We're visiting with Hannah Cox. The new podcast is called Based, and you can see her work in the uh, Washington Examiner and in several other places as well, including Newsmax and sometimes on Fox News. Um, Hannah, when you mentioned, for instance, the, the, the good faith disagreements, when I say good faith, I mean, they're sincere when it comes to things like marriage, when it comes to things like adoption, when it comes to things like LGBT issues. Uh, those are things that we should have the freedom to come to our conclusion on. So how do we put the government in the right place to respect everybody's good faith or sincerely held opinions on that? Because it just seems to me that what we've got is a whole lot of people asserting that their rights are clashing with somebody else's rights. And oftentimes it's that right to believe however you want. That's right. Well, two things. You know, we have to first get back to a solid definition of what a right is. So often when I hear people say, I have a right to this, I have a right to that, they're talking about things they want. They're talking about things they perhaps need. They're not talking about rights. We have inalienable rights, and those are things that cannot be given to someone. They can only be taken away, and our government is meant to protect those. Our Constitution was written to enshrine those natural rights. Those are things that you would have were it not for anybody else in existence. You have a right to speech. You have a right to self-defense. You have a right to to privacy. Those are rights. Um, everything else is something else. And we need to make sure we're very specific when we talk about what a right is. But secondarily, I think when we look at people who say, I want the right to my own liberty and freedom, uh, we find that so many people want that for themselves, but they don't want to give it to other people. And I think in this, in this country, our government is a representation of us. We live in a representative democracy. And so as much as we all complain about the government, we have to take some responsibility in recognizing that we have Shift, have shaped and shifted this government. It is responding to things that constituents want and ask for. And too many of us are not consistent when we say we want the government out of our private lives. We want the right to live as we choose, but then we'll turn around and try to use the government to police other people. And I think what we really need to see is a reckoning in this country with that. People have to recognize that what freedom means is other people will have the freedom to do and say things you don't like. And also it means that things won't always go your way in a true free market, in a true 
uh, system of liberty, things don't always work out in your favor. There needs to be a return to that. And that's something that has really frustrated me. I'm someone who grew up as a Republican. I really consider myself sort of more of a libertarian conservative at this point. But I look at a lot of the actions over the past four years of, of the government and of the past administration, and I don't find a limited government institution. I don't find people who consistently do support limited government. I'll give one recent example, which has been the drive by a lot of Republicans and Democrats to start censoring the internet and to start really trying to use the government to come in and control what private businesses do because they don't like how private businesses are behaving. I understand why they don't like why private businesses are behaving, but the solution there is to build better businesses, to build better models and to compete and to compete in the market of ideas. That's a freedom system. That's a system of liberty and that really respects individual rights. All right, Hannah, people, can I mention to find you in the Washington Examiner? Uh, where else uh, can they find you? Social media, web, anywhere else? Sure. They can find me at, on Twitter at Hannah Cox 7, on Facebook, Hannah Danielle Cox 7. My podcast is called Based. It's available on Facebook, on YouTube, on Spotify, and on iTunes. And I also do write for the Washington Examiner and for Newsmax. So those are all places people can consistently check out my writing. All right. Good food for thought, Hannah. Appreciate the, the time today. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it being here. Okay, so Hannah's got a little different perspective than we heard from Brittany a little bit ago. What do you think? Uh, do you agree, disagree with both? Who's right? Who's wrong? Is there some middle ground? Let's talk about it. Phone lines are open, and we're going to get to your part of the conversation just ahead. It's 436-7900 or 800-925-1120. I'm Mike Ferguson in for Ryan Recker right here on KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michaelsflooringoutlet.com on KMOX. Okay, you've heard now from Brittany Hughes, who was uh, the real hardcore, they hate us. Uh, we cannot have unity with people who hate us and everything we stand for. And then we just talked to Hannah Cox from, uh, you know, Newsmax and and a Washington Examiner who says, we're just not listening to each other. And these are both people who are on the right to different degrees. Uh, Hannah Cox, a little bit more of that libertarian conservative mindset. Uh, Brittany Hughes from Media Research Center is uh, obviously, you know, very, very hard right conservative. So what do you think? Uh, I'm Mike Ferguson, by the way, in for Ryan Record tonight, 436-7900, And where this all came from was... That commentary from Brittany Hughes uh, that I played really at the beginning of the program where she's, uh, you know, responding to Joe Biden's now call for unity, national unity, national healing. And she started her commentary. I'm just going to repeat it. It's only about 20 seconds. And here's where the conversation started. Biden said he wants to unify the country, that we are no longer red states or blue states. We are the United States. The same party that spent the last four years calling conservatives racists, Nazis, white supremacists, fascists, xenophobes, and pieces of hot human garbage who deserve to die of COVID are now suddenly all about unity and coming together. So, yeah. Here's the thing. No. Yeah, and then she goes on to say, absolutely not. From her conservative perspective, no interest. No interest in, in unity because that's how... The left, as she just described, is treating conservatives. And uh, in other words, that I don't want to be in unity with somebody 
who uh, thinks that of me and treats me that way. And of course, uh, I've, I've got some liberal friends who will say, well, all you do is call us communist and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, to some degree, there, there probably is a little bit of that. But uh, here's the thing is, um, you know, first of all, when uh, the left is calling Republicans fascist, it means that they don't know what the word fascist means uh, or they're just being dishonest. When they call them Nazis, that's got to be one of the most uh, most intellectually dishonest things you can say. And then, of course, the big thing is if you're conservative in the minds of a lot of people on the left, well, then you're racist. And and I got to tell you, that's one of the things that that really bothers me. Uh, more than even the others, because the Nazi and the fascist is, is that's just nonsense. And anybody with a couple of brain cells to rub together would would see that. The thing with the racism and the racist accusation is if you don't like what I think, if you don't like what I say, then I'm going to call you racist. OK, uh, we've got some real problems in this country when it comes along the lines of uh, race and, and, and conversations and things like that. And you're cheapening the actual divide. And as I, as as obviously I'm sure you figured out, I'm in more of an agreement with um, Hannah Cox than I am with uh, Brittany Hughes. We're not going to get to that table. We're not going to get to that position where we can even have those conversations if the left's response to something they disagree with is you're racist. And and that doesn't help anything at all. You know, I remember a few years ago uh, here in St. Louis, I was working for a free market, pretty small libertarian um, think tank organization. I was their communications director. And I got a call from a former state representative who's very, very popular with the left and uh, some of the really liberal circles, uh, you know, in, in St. Louis. And uh, there was one issue we absolutely agreed on. You know, as as far as I am in that libertarian conservative and as far left, honestly, into the socialism circle, I'm not saying that pejoratively. I think that's that's truly her uh, philosophy on that. So we disagree on probably ninety nine point nine nine percent of stuff. And she calls me and she goes, Mike, your group is going to be able to move this through the Missouri legislature. Our group is not because of the makeup. Can we talk? I said, hell yeah, we can. Absolutely, we can. Let's uh, let's get together. And I've known Jeanette for you know a number of years from doing my TV work and things like that. And we decided we were going to get together um, at a coffee shop uh, just in the Central West End. Well, she's very popular, and Central West End's a very very liberal area, of course. I I was on TV at the time and uh, doing some radio work, and so people would walk by and seeing me and her joking, having coffee working something out and I don't know how many people would just kind of slow down and stare. And they're like, wait a minute. She's having, wait, he's talking, wait, what? They're, they're having coffee together. And that happened a number of times. It probably happened four or five times over the course of about 45 minutes. And it's, it's a sad reflection that that's unusual, that that strikes people as something strange. It wasn't that long ago that uh, Tip O'Neill and Ronald Reagan would would slug it out when he was Speaker of the House and Reagan was president over political issues, and then they go have a beer at the White House afterwards because that's how you did it. And by the way, the thing that we agreed on, uh, we did get uh, we did get accomplished, um, and you know we 
we did most, I say we, the side that uh, I was on, the organization I worked with, did did the majority of the heavy lifting just for the simple fact that, uh, you know, it was a conservative state legislature in Missouri. And we were able to reach them out, reach to them more than others. But it was the shock that people who are so different would be joking around with each other and having a conversation that's part of the problem. Uh, as Hannah was saying, you know, we've got echo chambers that we tend to put ourselves in. And both sides are very, very guilty of this. And so I think it's a good good challenge. And listen, I'm not saying there shouldn't be deal breakers. If you're part of Antifa, I don't want anything to do with you. I think you're a human cockroach. You're you're using violence uh, to to achieve your goals, whatever the goals are. And it looks like Marxism is what your goals are. But that doesn't mean that just because somebody believes differently than me or votes for a different candidate than I did, that we automatically have to be enemies. Yes, like I said, there are some lines in the sand where, boy, if you're really on board that issue, we probably just don't have enough in common. Uh, you have a good life. I have a good life. I'll hold the door open for you when we walk into the office building or whatever the case is. But we've gotten now to the point where violence is acceptable in some circles on the left in particular. And it's not getting denounced the way that it should. And that's not the direction we want to go because each step down that road gets uglier and uglier and uglier and harder and harder and harder to come back from. And so that's why I really hope as we head into the holiday season, everybody step back, <laughs> take a breath, decompress a little bit, realize that politics should not run your entire life. All right. Uh, still ahead here. Oh boy. What are the COVID-19 restrictions in your neck of the woods? I'm going to go over what Illinois is doing, what they announced today. Also what happened in St. Louis County, the rules that started up today that I'm not paying any attention to, but no matter where you are in the country, let me know, give me a call and let me know what those COVID-19 rules are. And are you taking them seriously? By the way, if you want to follow me on Twitter, and I hope you do. It's at AVP Radio Show. AVP stands for American Viewpoints, and that's my weekend uh, syndicated radio show that airs across the country. I'm Mike Ferguson in for Ryan Record. This is Overnight America on KMOX. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.